I'm Ian Price. And I'm Harrison Hartzog. Today on 10 Minute Warning, we talk about any possible way the NFL season can still happen. An athlete power couple is no more. And an NFL team in Washington still does not have a new name. Harrison, I ask you this every week, mm-hmm. and we're getting closer to finally figuring out, will there be football this fall? Will there actually be football to talk about? We've been talking about it a lot, um, obviously with coronavirus, and we got a little bit of an answer. The NFL and the NFLPA, who have been at a standoff over basically the NFL is saying games are going to happen. The NFLPA is saying uh, no, not if it's not safe. So they've at least come to terms on an agreement over coronavirus testing. Tests to be administered daily for at least the first two weeks of training camp. In addition, the league has reportedly offered to cut all preseason games. So, first of all, as a fan, that's a plus. Yeah. We don't really want to watch the preseason. Nobody does. The preseason is one of those things that if you're kind of um, not that dialed in to the NFL and you're on, like, vacation or you go somewhere, you know, you're out at a restaurant and you just see it on – you get excited for a second. Oh, oh, football's back. And then you turn it on and you're like, who are these people? I've never exactly. heard of any of these people. Yeah. yeah. It only, the preseason only helps for teams like the Cowboys who find their quarterback from it. But <laughs> other than that, it's just a bunch of no names. The Redskins will get a lot of starters from their preseason games that no, aren't happening. True. I mean, Redskins fans should be watching. We talk about Redskins fans too much. We do. But, because they're local. And they're brought up route. They're just in the they're news. They're the main thing in the news right now. Yeah. We'll get more to that in a second. So what is your idea for keeping the season alive? I mean, so I, we, we've been brainstorming our own ideas, me and Harrison, trying to figure out how we can help the NFL stay afloat because they mm-hmm. don't seem to be able to do it on their own. They haven't come up with any plan Everyone said they had a head start on the other leagues because they had time. And I get it. You were moving. You were working with sort of a moving target with, you know, oh, we should be reopened by this month, by this month. Like everyone, Mm -hmm. nobody knew what to expect exactly. But now the NFL is like, got a shader, get off the pot, man. Right. Yeah. I don't see a way for the season to start on time and have all the games played at their home stadiums. I think you got to cut some games. Yeah, absolutely. There's got to, my overarching thing is could be that all the games are played in Florida at the Walt Disney world complex. I don't know if that's possible. Like the basketball game, they have plenty of football (laughs) fields there. They have all these, different contests that go on throughout the year. There's plenty of football fields. There's plenty of hotels. It's very well possible. Do I think it'll happen? No, there, there's too much, but that's one way I see the season starting on time. Yeah. Just because too many cities are de- dealing with COVID right now differently. Right. And it's affecting some places worse than others. California's getting hit hard. Whereas over here in Virginia, we're looking on the upswing. So knock on wood. Yeah. Knock on wood. <laughs> So how how can you have say to a team in Kansas City or a team in Denver, hey, you got to travel to California this week and have them be okay with that? Yeah, it's it's one of those things that's going to be hard to ask. I think that because of where it is happening, that might be an option. But I don't know if you can get 
all the NFL teams to be in the exact same spot. I mean, that is a lot of hotels, a lot of people. We could also be spread out throughout the state. I mean, what, two NBA teams? That's 20 people on yeah. a team. Two NFL teams, just the rosters. That's 106 people. But if anywhere teams. could do it, it would be Orlando. It's built for that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, that would be a lot easier than Arizona because Arizona has the space, right. wide open space, but it's not exactly a desert. Yeah. yeah. Has the space, but it's all desert. There's probably not nearly as many hotels as that area. No. So here's my idea for the season. Okay. And it could possibly go with your idea mm -hmm. um, of containing it in a bubble. But my idea was if you want to have college football and you want to have NFL football, and the best way to keep our people from catching this coronavirus is to space them out, socially distance them. Mm-hmm. My plan would be to distance the games. Uh, start the NFL regular season when the preseason would usually start, but take a week off. You see what I'm saying? Have an NFL game every two weeks. Mm -hmm. Not like, you know, some teams are off, some aren't. Just have an NFL game every two weeks, and in the week there's not an NFL game, have a college game. That way you're doing 14 days between games. Would you have fans? I don't think so. Yeah. I still don't think you're going to have fans, no. I mean, I think there will be essential personnel, and you'll probably start seeing you know, more and more people kind of trickle in by the end of the season. Mm -hmm. But I think overall, no. I don't think – I personally like to go to at least one NFL game a year, like at least one in person. Um, a lot of people don't do that anymore because it's so great to watch on TV, and I'm not even eyeballing that as an option this mm -hmm. year. Like I'm not even thinking about it. Even if they let fans go, I'm not sure I want to go there. Yeah, you don't want to go and risk the chance of getting exposed. The NFL game experience is in no way on par to get coronavirus for. No. Some of the things I've seen can happen if you get coronavirus, you get and the COVID-19. Yeah, and a half-empty stadium, not yeah. going to be fun. Yeah, and no, my luck, it would be like late in the season, really cold. Yeah. <laughs> Spend a bunch of money on beer, miss some good plays because you had to run to the bathroom. Yeah, I could see that idea working. I just don't know if taking that much time off is good for the body. Yeah, that's it allows it to cool down and would injury be a factor more stuff like that. There'd be a lot of I think injury would be a factor less because everybody would have two weeks to get better. Right, but that's two weeks to cool down also and not stay in shape mm -hmm. and not be in football shape and game shape and But if we if we do combine it with your theory or your uh, proposal that they're all stuck in one location, where are they going to go? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where are these NBA players going? Do they have anything to do? Well, they're in Disney World. Somebody said, uh, I was talking about this with somebody, and they said that it felt like, uh, oh, great. So you're going to tell a bunch of you know millionaire athletes that they have to stay in one place to play a game, and they can't go out anywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, you just kind of gave a good point as to why they should do that, the millions of dollars they make. Yeah. Yeah, to I mean, half of their work with those it's, games during the year were already on the road. They weren't at home. You it know? does allow them to focus more on their job. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like they're underpaid. No. It's not like we're asking a bunch of teachers to pick up and, like, pay for their own hotel somewhere right. extravagant. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not some of the rooms from these NBA players that are 
at Walt Disney right now, I mean, it's, you know, it's very nice. <laughs> but they're also getting paid for by the team. Like, it's not coming out of their pocket. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, they have enough money. They have been stuck at home for how long at this point? Like, if they can get the season done and keep making that money that helps them buy their homes, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be all for it. Yeah. Uh, they just want it to be safe. So, that coordinated Twitter attack from, like, so many pro athletes. I'm sure you saw that a couple of days ago, right? I did. That was nuts. I have... Uh, I don't think I've ever seen NFL players come together like that correctly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen other attempts, but it does feel very much like with COVID-19, the players have more negotiating power than ever. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually the owners have a lot more stuff they won't budge on, but already no preseason games. That's something players have been trying to get at least whittled down for years, decades. Hmm. Yeah, the players definitely have a lot more power because if the owners say anything, like you have to play no matter what, the, all the players have to do is say, you don't care about our health and safety. Right. Like they can easily make the owners look bad, make the NFL look bad. So the NFL is really in the hands of the players right now. And that's going to be very interesting for what happens. Like what's mm-hmm. going to happen with a lot of this uh, coronavirus season coming up. I'm so fascinated to see what happens. I know. But my worst fear is there will be nothing. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about there not being football in the fall. Mm-hmm. And let's transition to talking about what if the football seasons all get pushed to the spring. Now, right now, college football doesn't look like it's going to happen in the fall. Some states already saying that they want to push it to the spring, right? Right. So, I mean... It looks like college football could move to the spring, and I think that's a lot easier than NFL football to move college because the kids are still in school Not, for at least part of that semester. The only problem I see with that is when you're recruiting and early signees come in, they come in in the spring. Right. So you're gonna, how are you going to have them be able to practice in the offseason and stuff like that and get in shape because what rules are going to be put in place for that? Like, they need to get rid of recruiting until the pandemic's over. Yeah. And the only way to really make sure that all the college coaches don't go out and recruit illegally and try not to get caught is I guess to push the season. That way they're still coaching. Right. That's really the only way to do it. Otherwise you're going to have a couple of those slick Rick coaches that are just going to go out and just, Oh, I was just taking a couple of vacations. Yeah. But then what are the people whose only job is to recruit do? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they were on vacation, too. Yeah. I don't know. I think if, me personally, if college football gets pushed to the spring, I think it will just be canceled in general. Really? And I think NFL the same way. Because if it gets pushed to the spring, you're looking at the end of summer, it's starting back up. What do you do for the next season? That's So that's what I was thinking. Like, um, It takes five full months mm-hmm. to do a – NFL season starts right at the first week of September for the regular season. It doesn't end till the Super Bowl the first week of February. Mm-hmm. So that's all those months full, right? If you do that in March, you're going to end in early July. Right. And then you're looking at and then training camp a month. Training camp in three weeks, yeah. less than that. Yeah. Two weeks. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what would happen if they push the NFL season? What's going to happen is two NFL seasons – that are going to be very similar. If, unless a team just was terrible, they're not going to want to change their system in a month. So it's right. pretty much giving 
It would give coaching staff. It would give quarterbacks on the bubble. It would give a lot of people stability when they usually wouldn't get it. And the other thing I don't see the spring happening is because you take a place like Denver, Colorado. The spring is its biggest snow time. Yeah. Or that February, March, April, that's when the big snows hit Colorado. Well, and a Are lot you, of these places other than Colorado get really hot. Right. Are you going to say teams are going to complain, hey, we had to play in snow all the time while y'all got to play in this beautiful weather? If they play in Vegas in June, it'll be 109 degrees. Yeah. But it's indoors, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Luckily, they thought about that, and yeah. their stadium is brand new. <laughs> I don't know. I Yeah, that's why I think that pushing into the spring would work a lot better for college because you could just delay recruitment for everyone and make it fair, try to make it fair. But I think that for pro, it would be – I mean, you'd have some players asking for a one-year increase because they would not – they didn't get to vacation because of the pandemic if they were following some rules. Exactly. And then they've got two seasons back-to-back. But – I think it could make for some really interesting football if it did happen because it would be like um, the teams wouldn't change that much. Could you see a season where you only play your division teams and then you have the winners from the divisions, you got the playoffs based off that? I don't a think. A very short season? I don't think they do a shortened season. I mean, I think if they do a shortened season, they don't go to just division play. Okay. Because the idea, I mean, the idea behind just division play would have to be trying to keep it to a specific region of the country with your teams, but the divisions don't even make sense that way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not thinking like that. I'm thinking more just for playoff purposes. I know. I'm just saying, like, I don't know why you would only do divisions if, unless you were trying to limit it by region. Mm -hmm. Because the NFL has divisions to get into the playoffs, but... That's not their big agenda. Yeah. They want those big out-of-conference games that Sunday night. That They want the viewer ratings at home is what the NFL wants. They want people watching. Um, I mean, one idea I've heard is what if they have, what if they have um, games moved like more days a week? I don't know how that helps. I think that plays into player safety issues there. You think? Yeah. If you have multiple games a week. I mean, I mean, football it, forever is it's so brutal. It's such a contact sport that your body aches for the next three days. And then you got two days to recover and practice and get ready for the next game. Yeah. But I mean, like if you had a, if you had a two teams play on a Thursday, mm -hmm. like they already do. And then they try to put bye weeks around like Thursday, Monday swings, if you get that kind of thing. Yeah. But I mean, you know, unless they are at some sort of Walt Disney world type location, it's going to be a situation where there's only two teams in one place anyway. Like, mm -hmm. there's not going to be multiple teams there. Right. I don't know. What if they did, like, what if they did regional hubs? Like, they were like, okay, all the teams that are going to play each other for a month go here. Mm -hmm. you know, like, four teams go to, like, Phoenix, get comfortable. Kind of like a spring training for baseball. Yeah, sort of. Only yeah. the West teams play in Arizona and then the East teams play in Florida. Yeah, just take the schedule. Maybe keep the same games you were going to play, but mm -hmm. maybe move them around on the schedule so that all the ones in one area happen within X amount of time frame. I mean, they're going to be testing people at least twice a week in training camp. I don't know what they're going to be doing after that. I mean, yeah. they're going to have to be doing so much testing. Well, I think I heard it's like 
They're going to test every single day. And if the testing a positive gets below 5%, they'll go to every three days or something like that. Now, that's what's encouraging about the bubble idea with the NBA is because the report came out this week that they haven't had a single positive test yet. Right. Hopefully that's not out of date. Except but, for that one player who decided to go pick up his grow pub. <laughs> and he had to go quarantine himself for two days, two weeks. Yeah. But they've got no positive tests. Like, no, it's not spreading to anybody. Right. So, <laughs> I had to go pick up his grub hub. I thought this was contactless delivery. Then why'd you come grab it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's the one inspiring thing about that idea. I think also, we haven't... Re- People in sports don't seem to talk about this enough. I think that if they come up with the idea, if they can verify, right? If they can verify that once you have the antibodies for COVID-19, that you don't catch it again, that's a game changer. Well, it's already happening that people with antibodies are catching it again. Really? Yeah. That's a real bummer. It is. Because the antibodies like weaken over time and then you catch it again. Oh my God, the antibodies aren't strong enough. They're nope. not strong enough antibodies. No. Nope. Do you say antibodies or antibodies? Antibodies. I say antibodies. You can say anything. I know, I'm just curious. You know, I don't know. It's a weird word altogether. Yeah. I think until there's a vaccine, we're not going to be able to go back to normal. I think that's probably true. Yeah. Do you want to do news next? Sure. News time. What's the name of our news segment? The news. The news brought to you by news. Okay. So give them to me. Do you think Antonio Brown has officially retired? This is a big, uh, this would be a pretty big story if everything was in full swing and Antonio Brown was employed to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of the few people I've ever known to retire without a job. Yep. Um, whether that means he's actually retired or not, I don't know. He is 32. There's a coronavirus out there. You know, he's got a couple years left, but these are pretty much just the, these are the icing on the cake years. Mm-hmm. These are the stack up them numbers years, trying to get a Super Bowl. Uh, I don't think he's retired. Okay. I, I mean, honestly, do you think he's retired? No. I don't think he's retired either. No. I don't, and I don't think, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon of, oh, here he goes. Here's the AB, tra- AB crazy train again. Mm. But, yeah, I think this is a little bit of a thing for attention, just to show that he can still make headlines. Yeah. Antonio Brown is kind of like the Donald Trump of the NFL, except Donald Trump has a job. Right. So it's like Antonio Brown's not good, but he's still able to make headlines. Right. Yeah. So, All right. All right. Next one. Yep. Yeah. Um, is Zeke Elliott a top 10 running back? I think that Zeke is, mm, I don't know. Let's look at top 10 running backs. Let's go to the list. Here's the list. Let's see. Uh, I mean, I think I would take, I think I would take Zeke Elliott is good, man. Zeke is good. I think Zeke's definitely a top 10 running back. 
I think the question is more like, is he a top five, right? Yeah. There was just some news that came out this week that someone said he was, they wouldn't even put him in their top 10. So I think I would take Christian McCaffrey over Zeke Elliott. Yeah, most definitely. I think I would take, I think it's close, but I would take Saquon Barkley over Zeke. Yeah. Um, Nick Chubb. I would probably take Nick Chubb over him. Nick Chubb is good. I mean, Dalvin Cook. I'm a Dalvin Cook believer, so yeah, yeah I would take Dalvin Cook over yeah. Zeke. So I, I so I guess he is in the top ten, but he's nowhere near top five for me. That's becoming very clear. Yeah, he's definitely falling off because he was like the running back at one point. He's like the rest of the Cowboys, though. He has a good year when yeah. they have a bad schedule. Right. So it's like they do bad one year, they get a good, they get a favorable schedule, then all of a sudden, wow, here comes the Cowboys. They're good this year. And then they have to play good teams. And then the next year, oh, no, why are the Cowboys regressing? Let's fire the coach. Mm -hmm. All right, any more news? Yep, I got one more. I had another one, but I forgot it. But we'll move on from that. How will people move on with their day now that they won't know what that fourth story is? They won't know. They may have to tune in to next week. You're going to drive them mad. I am. All right, so next coming up next week, that story Harrison probably forgot about. Do you see a changing of the guard in the AFC East this year? In the AFC East? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's got to be. I bet I don't know. I mean, I think the Dolphins are positioned the best to take that, to take it over. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know if they're going to do it in one year. Yeah. Having said that, the only team in the past, like, 20 years to win that division, other than the Patriots, is the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I think the Bills are going to continue being the number two or the number three team. I think the Bills will win it this year, at least. The Bills are the well, the Bills are best positioned for this year to take yeah. it down this year. I think that's. I agree. I agree. With Unless that. somehow Cam Newton or Jared Siddham is has a very good year. Even if they are, the Bills defense should keep them in it. Patriots defense, though, with Bill Belichick. Well, this year we're going to start to find out Belichick yeah, or Brady. Brady. Right. Who was it? What if they're both good? I kind of have a feeling that's the case. That's a real downer. Yeah. If it's like just Tampa Bay Patriots Super Bowl. That's just a real downer. Yeah. Because you don't really get an answer to your question at that point. Goes into like three overtimes. Well, it's like if they're both good for the remainder of the time, each are in the league. Does that make sense? And then mm-hmm. it's like it wasn't either. It was just a combination of both. I don't know. I would really like it to be Belichick and not Brady. Yeah. And that's all the news. And that's all the news. And that's all the news. Hit the button and say it. And that's all the news. That's beautiful. Next up, we have some heartbreak. We have something bad to tell you about. We have to talk about a couple the power couple you didn't know about that you needed to know about. Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick broke up. Sad. Yeah, I I really don't care. <laughs> I don't either. Like you I'm said, sure they they're agree. the power couple that has like always been a power couple, but no one knows about. Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick are not an interesting couple. Not at all. They're, if anything, one of the most predictable couples. You don't expect anything exciting to come out of Aaron Rodgers. Except when he's on the field. No lasting relationships come out of the ESPYs. The ESPYs is not a, a 
Cupid maker. You know what right. I'm saying? You're not going to the ESPYs and finding your forever uh, girlfriend, it looks like, because that's where Aaron Rodgers and Tatum Patrick met yeah. years ago. Would you believe that they first met back in 2012? I feel like they haven't even... Yeah. I didn't even know they were dating for this long, really. The 2010 to 2020 really flew by. Well, and they didn't confirm a relationship till January 2018. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, so they met in 2012, and then they didn't actually confirm a relationship till 2018. What were they doing all that time? Well, Aaron Rodgers... They were apparently just friends. Aaron Rodgers was dating Olivia Munn. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who that is. She's fine. Okay. I mean, you know, on the record... Yeah. Olivia Munn is attractive. I'm looking in the back peanut gallery says, indeed, she's hot. So, um, yeah, she was in the X-Men Apocalypse movie. Okay. She wore the purple and had, like, the sword. She was in the newsroom HBO show. I haven't seen that. Sloan Sabbath, I think was her name. Let's move on. I'm not going <laughs> to know who this is. I'm terrible with names. Olivia Munn. Her name's Olivia Munn. Well, I'm terrible at putting faces with names. She's an actress in Hollywood. Hollyweird. Oh, okay, now I know. Oh, yeah, that helped? Yeah. So, pour one out for them. And our last segment that we're going to keep ending on until somebody tells us what's going on. Just pick a name already. The Redskins need a name. Now, there's a billion places you can go if you want to talk about this Washington Post article that came out. Um, nobody cares what our stance is. But, I mean, obviously, don't do that to women in the workplace. Yeah. 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 That's pretty, I mean, some of the, some of the notable stuff from that article was there's an entire stairway where women were told by the other women on their first day, not to walk up the front stairway because it was made out of this like plexiglass type stuff. And guys could stand at the bottom and just stare all the way up your skirt. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then, oh, uh, the one girl that went on the record with the post saying it's hard to believe that Bruce Allen did not know that all this was going on because he was 30 feet away from me while I was crying at my desk. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, good thing they got rid of I hey, shouldn't laugh at that. Well, but I'm, I'm laughing at the how terrible that is. It's funny how, how dumb Bruce Allen is. Right. And how he just... His 10-year reign of terror, which apparently it was... For female employees, a reign of terror. Right. It was. It wasn't just the fans. It was an entire gender in the workplace. So good riddance to Bruce Allen. I wonder how this will trickle into other organizations. Uh I'm hoping other organizations aren't doing this. You never know. I mean, you don't know. I mean, it, one, whether it be pro or college, there's always you know every couple of years something salacious like this kind of comes out. Yeah. About a program. Started with Jerry Sandusky and worked his way. That was way darker than I was even thinking. <laughs> I was kind of thinking of the college team with the strippers. That's true. Yeah, yeah I was. <laughs> you went straight to Sandusky. It went so dark. <laughs> oh, it went so dark. But I just think, all right, so the Redskins are going to get rid of their name. They got rid of Bruce Allen. I know some fans, this might be a little messed up, fans who do not like owner Dan Snyder. The thing that upset them. You know them, some? <laughs> okay, all the fans I know who don't like Dan Snyder, but some of those fans that don't like him said the biggest disappointment with the story was it didn't implicate him. Yeah, he wasn't involved. <laughs> they were really hoping he'd have to sell the team, and yeah. now they, it looks like he does not. Yep. There hasn't even been talk of it. No, it's just been riddled with name change. Yeah. It's like that's all he had to do to save his neck. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, because honestly, you know, I don't know anything about the day-to-day operations of the Washington TBDs and and what their uh, office is like, but I would imagine that the owner of a majority of these teams is not sitting in on meetings (laughs) with like the staff of at every level. I feel like you have to get to a pretty big level to be sitting in with the owner. Mm. And I doubt you, there's no way someone's dumb enough to just like sexually harass somebody in front of the owner. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Comments, stuff like that. I mean, mean, if Donald Sterling is your owner. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) our owner of America has got stuff that he was dumb enough to do. So, well, yeah, (laughs) and the one trying to run against him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So both the, pale white men who are in the lead to rule the country right (laughs) i say rule i'm only halfway joking so i think dan snyder's gonna survive and i think now we can fully focus on what is the name gonna be what is it why is this taking so long we thought after our first episode weeks ago that this would be done yeah i've heard trademarking issues rookies are at training camp yep Rookies are training camp. What are they practicing in? I don't know. <laughs> what are they wearing? What are you giving them to wear? Uh, just a blank red helmet. I still leave open my idea for it to be the Washington skins. Just Skin. don't wear jerseys. Don't wear anything. Problem solved. You don't have to come up with any branding this year. Can they at least wear pants, please? Yes. Okay. <laughs> they better. Actually, without jerseys, oh, no. You're going you're gonna to start seeing a lot of crack on TV. Well, also, our girlfriends will start watching more. I don't know. Wait till they see the offensive line. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's what I'm talking about with the pants falling down and no shirt to cover it. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, have you seen anything that says one direction or another is the way that they're leaning for the team name? No. I've heard. I will say Red Tails or Warriors are the main ones I'm hearing. Unless you go to Twitter where Red Wolves has its own form. Or Red Wolves, yeah. Forgot about them. But I haven't heard which one has a lead or anything like that. And I, we may not know until it's actually announced. So in the midst of this name change and after that story of sexual harassment uh, f- about fo- by former employees, the Redskins have hired terry bateman to oversee its business operations bateman will have the title of executive vice president and chief marketing officer washington announced on july 6 it was retiring its former name new one is expected before the season no exact timetable has been given so that's the latest yeah they brought in terry bateman bateman has long ties to owner dan snyder he was the president of snyder communications marketing services division from 1994 to 97. He also was Washington's chief marketing officer in 2006. He's worked in a similar role to the one just announced. All about is a part-time, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So he's basically brought in to do what Dan Snyder says. Dan Snyder is bringing in somebody who used to work for him. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming after this Washington Post story that it's somebody Dan Snyder believes is not going to sexually harass women. You would hope. You would hope that that's the reason he would bring in somebody who hasn't worked for the team since 2006 and went to work for his private company. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is one of Snyder's boys. Yep. And it feels like it feels like a decision. It, it feels like something you announce just to let people know that something has happened because it came out Monday, the 20th, mm-hmm. um, just a couple days after the story. It seems like the Redskins were like still not ready to release our new name. 
let's release a hiring that someone's coming in to clean house. We need a we need a gold knight to ride in here. So when he was hired, I actually heard his one reason for being hired was to be over the committee of choosing a name and what all goes into that. Yeah. So So this is about to be a longer process. Not necessarily, but he may be the guy that we can all point fingers at once they had a name. <laughs> this guy did it. This guy did it. So once they're stuck with the Warriors, this is <laughs> Snyder wants it to be the Washington Warriors so bad that this is how far back he had to go through his employees to find someone who agreed with him. Right. This is the guy who agreed to come in and make that name happen. Sure. Pay me millions. I'll do it. All right. Well, I'm not that fond of it either, but I'll tell everyone else I am. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess keep putting in your bets on the Redskins name. I think we had a pretty good episode. Anything else to cover? No, nothing really. We're still in COVID right now. so Still COVID, still here, still wondering if there's going to be a season. Yep. That's sad. Well, like or follow or subscribe or enchant. I don't know how all the podcasting sites work, but please give us a follow. Give us a like. Listen. Tell your friends. Yeah. Um, this movement, you know. This podcast only grows if you tell people about it. So if you're enjoying it, please, word of mouth. We promise you we're entertaining. And if you made it to this point, we must have entertained you. Yeah, we must have entertained you at least to this point because now we're making the pitch. This is the part at the end where we make the pitch. Yep. Where people usually say, follow us and do all this stuff. Um, we don't really need that. We just want you to support the podcast. So mm -hmm. like, follow, and recommend. Till next time, I'm Ian. And I'm Harrison. And we're out.